SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like, especially when it comes to your love of sports, entertainment, and even your own morning culinary experiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Sam France scores on a 41-yard pass, and, and they score on the second left on a one-yard run, and the game goes over. There's our moniker, Bagels and Bad Beats. I'll supply those. You can supply the bagels. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats with your Scott Wetzel Islands Wednesday. Making your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll free 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me, go to the website, oppositepicks.com, hit the contact, Scott Icahn, and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls right here again on a Wednesday, November 18th. Take it and run, bring back the draft. NBA draft is here. Uh, Destiny on the Dolphins' side. NFL's asleep at the wheel. Uh, look at the uh, weekend lines. Not a bad gig if you can get it. Good news, bad news for Chicago Bears fans. Does anybody care? Adding insult to injury and words of wisdom from Lamar. We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here. Right on Bagels and Bad Beats on this uh, Wednesday, November 18th. Hump day here it is on uh, Bagels and Bad Beats. As we have the NBA draft later on tonight, we had a couple of college football games yesterday. We gave out another winner last night or yesterday afternoon slash yesterday morning, depending on when you listen to our program. And I know a lot of people listen to it on, uh, on tape delay, but gave out Kent State last night, yesterday. Uh, laying, what was it, 25, 26, 27. The line dropped because of the bad weather, which uh, was a gift for us as uh, Ken blows out to Akron by uh, 34. So we get another win against uh, the boys in uh, Vegas and uh, the boys at FanDuel. So it's a beautiful thing. Cha-ching, cha-ching. That's why, if any other reason you listen to the program, that's it. We give up winners all the time. Got the NBA draft later on tonight. Who's going number one? Does anybody even care? Uh, NBA announced its new rules and regulations. We'll get to that. There's trouble proof in the NBA. I'm surprised the players signed up for this agreement. And uh, things looking good for our beloved Miami Dolphins. And we got some good news yesterday. We have to look for all of that beats on this event. Lose weight now. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Cooper gets the call again, pounding his way forward in the, in the blink of an eye. Marquez Cooper and Kent State are in the end zone. 
this is just excellent push by the offensive line of Kent State. And Marquez Cooper, who's just a freshman, watch here off the right side. Handed it off twice, this time in the middle, and the opening is still there. Justin Crum all the way to the end zone. A 15-yard touchdown for the QB, Dustin Crum. I'm telling you, this guy is sneaky athletic, and, and, and people may laugh about that, but he really is. I mean, he... And then the penalty. You know, there's a reason why Mac decided to play their games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays earlier on in the season, because they wanted to get more attention. So, you know what? They, they asked, we'll uh, acquiesce. We'll talk about the Mac. How about that? We had a couple of college football games last night. We're going to open with the NBA draft. No, we're going to open up with NFL news. No. You know what? If Mac went out of their way to schedule games on a Tuesday and a thir- Wednesday, and in some Thursdays as well, then you know what? We, we have to, we'll, we'll give them their just due. So let's lead off with some Mac football. We did give out Kent State yesterday morning. So laying the 27, it was 27 and a half. They win uh, by 34, going away 69-35 uh, ESPN TV there with the call. As uh, it was a close game, and you know it was only a seven-point game at the half. In fact, with a minute left in the in the first half, pathetic Akron, and they they've reached new lows, which is why we're going to discuss this as well. <clears throat> they were actually tied with Kent State, which was uh, you know riding a six-game win streak. Then Kent State scores in a final minute to take a seven-point lead. Uh, they went to the second half. It was still a little bit of a struggle early on, but they eventually pulled away. Strange little thing here that, that would have given you Ajita, but you know Kent State's going up and down the field, hence the 69-35 score. And they go up by 27, and for some dopey reason, they decide to go for two. And, you know, if you're laying a 27 and a half, which is what the line was earlier in the day, it ended up dropping down to 25 and a half. You're saying, what are you going for two for? It's late third quarter. You're kicking this team's ass. Don't do anything stupid. Just kick the extra point. Go up 28. So they go for two and they don't get it. And then you're thinking to yourself, oh, you got to be freaking kidding me. And then Akron actually scored. They cut the lead to 20. So now you needed two scores and let the dopes ended up going for two again, which they did not. They end up scoring a couple more times, and they went for one on both occasions. But I, I don't know why, you know, unless the field goal ticker was taking a crap or something. But up 27, why would you be going for two to go up 29? And that, that made just absolutely no sense whatsoever. But whatever. They end up scoring again. They win by 34. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Yours truly gives out another winner. How bad is Akron football? I, you know, I mean, I'm not, I understand. Who, who cares, right? But, you know, for our purposes, you know, as they tell people, a winner is a winner is a winner. I don't care if it's Notre Dame versus USC or if it's Kent State versus Akron. If you're going to your local Louis the Lip or if you're checking your FanDuel account and it shows a positive on your side, I don't care what it is, we'll take it. Akron has lost 20 straight football games. You got to go back to three seasons, not this year, not last year, two seasons ago, before you find their last win. And not only have they lost 20 in a row, they've been losing at halftime in all 20 of those games. They're, they can't even win the first half. They can't even tie the first half. They're losing by halftime in 20 straight games and obviously not making any comebacks. And they've only covered five of those 20 losses. They are 5-15 and 15 against the spread. 
despite being a double-digit underdog in 13 of those 20 games, and they still, they can't even cover, let alone win the game. I mean, just atrocious. It, it was 35-28 at the half, most uh, first-half points in a MAC game since 2012. Uh, the 131 points Kent State has put uh, up on the board in back-to-back games, the most uh, in a two-game stretch in MAC history. So they win at 69-35, as the Zips are just pathetic. You know, between them and UMAC, those have to be the two worst programs in, in college football. You know, now that Rutgers has got Giano back in charge and UTEP has actually happened to be decent this year. You know, I say that for UTEP purposes. You know, they've won a couple of games. Uh, Akron and UMAC, just the word. They, those two teams might as well play each other 10 times. Just say, you know, eventually one of us is going to win. I mean, 69-35. You, you know, could you imagine getting 27 points, you know, and, and being told, okay, the team that you're getting 27 points is going to score 35. You got to say to yourself, you know what, myself, I, I, I got to feel pretty good about covering the spread here. You know, maybe I'm not going to win, but. You're giving me 35 and 27 and a half, and they still couldn't cover the spread. I mean, they are just atrocious. Just atrocious. I don't think Kent State punted more than once. I, I really don't. I know they turned the ball over a couple times. Uh, I'm up punts and, and, uh, and, and fumbles. I don't know. You know, they may not have pumped. You know, now that I think about it, they may not have punted at all the entire game. They, they might not have. So 69-35, Kent State wins. Buffalo beat Bowling Green. 42-17 in the other MAC game. They were a 30-point uh, favorite, so they got the win, but they didn't cover. So, so you split one and one if you went with the favorites. But we gave out uh, Kent State uh, as our uh, pick of the night uh, yesterday. NBA draft later on tonight. Boy, I tell you what, who cares? I, I, I mean, the NBA, more than any other sport, has suffered the hit of the coronavirus more, more than the others. You know, we're getting through the football season. Uh, we are getting it. It's been a little bit of a struggle, but we're getting through the M- the uh, the college football season. Uh, we got through the NBA regular season, but mm, wasn't exactly great. We did get through, obviously, Major League Baseball. You know, we got through the NHL. That probably went as smooth as smooth can be. Uh, we've had some postponements and delays and change of schedules and horse racing, but we got through the Triple Crown races. We got through the majors and golf, you know, a little bit of a struggle, and it would, took us to, into November to get the Masters finally done. But we got through the majors and golf. The NBA, as I said, did get through its season, but that's the one where people are just like, wow. You know, I, I mean, it, it's, I don't know why the NBA, oh, I have my, I have my, you know, I, I do kind of think I know why, but, you know, more so than anything else, it, it's not that they've changed anything that crazily. You know, baseball added playoff teams, hockey, in essence, added playoff teams, football's adding playoff teams. So it's not the extra round that we had that dopey 8 9 playing game that we're going to have again this upcoming season, which is stupid. So it's, it's not necessarily how they change the rules because the NBA, you know, even more so than uh, the, the NHL, they, they actually finished its regular season. They, they played those eight meaningless games uh, that, you know, really were it was basically a waste to figure out who was going to be the number eight and who was going to be the number nine seed. So and the Eastern Conference was all but set. So it, it's that, you know, I, I don't know if it's the political nonsense that's going on in the NBA. I don't know if it's the players making so much money. I don't know if it's just all the unrest that's going on in our country and, and the, the NBA players are being a little bit more vocal. That's where I really believe where it stems from. I, I really do. You know, I haven't heard any NHL players for the most part, you know, yell and scream about things. Uh, a couple here and there, but no, nothing crazy. You know, baseball, you know, barely a blip. Football. 
you know, any talk about kneeling this year really has stopped completely. Everyone's standing for the national anthem. I don't know what happened in the NFL for all of a sudden the people get on board on that, but that has not been an issue at all. Uh, forget about golf or auto racing outside of the news situation, which really probably wasn't a news, but, you know, we, we survived that, you know, so really it's been the NBA player that's been yelling and screaming. You know, and, and now you have a story out of Houston that says James Harden and Russell Westbrook in part want to leave Houston. Whether this is true or not, you can decide, I suppose. But in part want to get out of Houston because they don't like the fact the owner is a Trump guy. You know, you don't hear that stuff in the NHL. You don't hear that stuff in, in, uh, in the NFL. You don't hear it in Major League Baseball. Oh, but you do hear it in the NBA. You, you do. And whether no matter what side of the aisle you're, you're on. I do think the NBA fan takes that a little bit more seriously. It takes a front to that a little bit more. I, I do. I, in fact, I, not that he takes it anymore. It's just that it's there in the league, and it's not there in the other leagues. And I, I think that is playing a major role. I really do. And why nobody cares about the NBA draft later on tonight. And I got further proof that nobody cares. We'll get to that next right here. It's the Bagels and Bad Beats. Good day for football on this Wednesday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Yeah, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. You're never going to meet a nice woman. Especially in, in basketball, you're not going to find a buddy like I found your mom or, or my mom and dad. Because here's the thing. If you're in this profession, which you got all this fame and notoriety, how are you going to meet a good girl? You're not because what you're going to meet are in the restaurant where you eat or you're going to go to a club where you dance or you're going to meet her at the arena. So I hate to tell you, you're going to meet a hoe. Good old Lamar Ball on Bro Bible's Endless Hustle Podcast. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a must listen. Much better than mine, I'm sure. Uh, talking about uh, how his sons are now going to be in the NBA. Alonzo, obviously, is in the NBA. And Lamelo is uh, going to be a high draft choice, if not number one. Later on tonight, he was asked about, you know, his three sons and, and uh, you know, girlfriends and, and that uh, stuff. And, and that was his response. <laughs> I, I like the guy. I do. You know, he's a little over the top, uh, a little, little goofy for sure, but he has calmed down tremendously. I mean, he is nowhere close. When Lonzo was getting drafted, you know, a few years back, I mean, he was all over the place. And, and the rhetoric finally died down. The four-letter network finally stopped, you know, kowtowing to him and, and uh, you know, going over every single thing he said. He kind of went off on his own, and his sneaker deal is basically blown up. His own son, LaMelo, said, get lost that. I'm, I'm signing with Adidas, and I'm making a gazillion dollars. You know, so he has, you know, kind of settled in a little bit to just being the overbearing dad, which, yeah, listen, if, if you're a father as I am, then we, we all are, right? You know, so I, I, I do like the guy. I, I do. Um, you know, I, I blame the media for, for kowtowing to him, but otherwise, he's, he's kind of funny. 
Now, in the world of political correctness, you, you know, you call these girls hoes because they're, you meet them in a bar, I mean, or a restaurant. Uh, no offense, but, uh, you know, I met my wife in a restaurant. So, you know, I guess that means she's a hoe, I, I, I suppose, in LeVar's world. But, you know, it's nice to know as a goofball as he is, right? At least it's nice to know someone can still be goofy and, and not just be ridiculed to the point of mocked and thrown out of society. Oh, my God, you're racist. You're this, you're that. You're sexist. You're, you know, he, he's just, he's just you know, dopey. He's just having fun. That, that, that's all. It is nice to know that's, that is still possible in our world in 2020. Now, that said, picking up on what we left off on, I'd say nobody cares. Nobody but nobody cares about the NBA draft. And here's full proof. I do have a podcast, and, and we, you know, we have our show here, Bagels and Bad Beats as well, right? There has been zero, zero interest or talk about running a pool. And I'm telling you, I know it sounds goofy, but the gambler really kind of dictates in our sports world how popular a sport is. Uh, the NCAA tournament is popular. Why? Because it's 65 teams and you're having a lot of fun watching all those games. Yeah, but realistically, it's because you have the bracket pools that just promote the heck out of the NCAA tournament. As CBS can run 50 zillion promos during an NFL playoff game, and they won't get nearly as much promotion as that office pool gets all around the country. It's the pools that generate the interest. Same thing, Super Bowl. Why is the Super Bowl so popular? Even though you got two teams that maybe you're not a fan of, outside of it's, it's the Super Bowl, it's the last game, you want to see who the champ is, but it's all those pools, all those box pools, all those prop pools. That, that's the gambling. And I bring that up because there has been no talk about an NBA draft pool. I mean none. And during my podcast, we have NFL pools, we got college football pools, we got NBA playoff pools. Heck, we even had an NHL playoff pool. We had a Masters pool last weekend. We have a Dow Jones pool every other weekend. Uh, when am I getting my generator installed? We just started a pool on that. Yeah, literally, when am I getting my generator installed, which has been a long, long process. We got uh, $50 worth of Optics merchandise up for grabs on that one. So we have NFL, college football, NBA, NHL, Masters Golf, Dow Jones, uh, my household item pools. Every, every Tom, Dick, and Harry interest, we got a pool on. But do we have an NBA draft pool? No. Not even a mention of it. No debate on who's going number one tonight. No major discussion on who should go number one. You know, no talk of maybe Minnesota should trade out of the number one pick. No trade talks involving any of the top five draft choices. There isn't a consensus number one. Who cares? That you know that that you know you you watch the four-letter network and, and all top 20 picks, they're all great. Oh, greatest thing, great this, great that, great that. Well, then how come they're going 17th if they're great? Tell me why they're going 17th versus why they're not going number one. If you tell me the guy that's supposed to go 17th to the uh, you know, Topeka High uh, squirrels. Then tell me why he's going 17 and not in the top five. Don't tell me how great he is. Clearly, he's not great, but you don't get any of that stuff. There has been nothing, you know, a little bit of talk. Thank goodness we have Lamar Ball. You know, thank goodness we have uh, LaMelo. Otherwise, there really would be nothing. You know, do we get a debate on James Weissman? We get a debate on Anthony Edwards, who played 15 games for a lousy Georgia team that no one even watched? No, there has been nothing. And I know the four-letter network wants to throw it down your throat, and that's fine that they're going to you know, televise it. But um, ultimately, 
this has been just an awful lead into the NBA draft. Just an absolute awful one. So I, I don't know what to tell you. How many people are going to watch? I don't know. You know, what's funny about it is that you actually have, you know, a decent number of top teams, uh, you know, drafting in the top 10. You know, you, you got a good Golden State team, despite what happened this past year. So generally, that would bring some interest. You got big market teams like Chicago and Detroit and the Knicks in the, in the top 10. You know, even Washington, you know, for all their faults, is still, you know, a big market team. Uh, you know, you got the Michael Jordan with Charlotte with the number three overall pick. So, you know, you got a young team like Atlanta that's that's trying to build. You know, so you have some clubs here that, you know, you would think would bring some interest to the NBA draft. And uh, it, it's, it's just it's not. It just really isn't. So, um, boy, I, I don't know what the ratings are going to be like. I don't know if the NBA even cares about ratings for the NBA draft. I'm sure the four-letter network does. But no talk whatsoever. None at all. And no, here's part of the problem. Again, as, as I spoke of, you know, last uh, segment. You know, a lot of it is these players' attitudes. You know, the, the fan just does not like these players' attitudes in the NBA. They just don't. And if you think it's going to get any better, listen to this. Uh, Lomelo, doing some, uh, you know, pre-draft uh, talk, was interviewed and asked why he should be picked number one. You know what he said? What do you think? Uh, well, you know, uh, you know, and I've worked hard, so, I, you know, I'm hoping I get drafted number one for all the hard work I put in. No, didn't mention that. Um, how about, uh, you know what? I'm a good guy. I should be a good fit on, on any team, especially Minnesota, which seems to need some direction. No. Uh, how about I'm perfect for a franchise? I can be the face of the franchise. No. How about I'll work hard? No. How about, uh, I feel like I'll bring a little, uh, something to the team to take them over the top. If I should uh, go to Minnesota, which holds the number one overall pick, a team that's always had talent, but just hasn't seemed to get over the hump for some reason. No. Um, how about, uh, you know what? I don't care if I go number one. I'm just happy to be playing in the United States after playing in New Zealand last year. No. How about, uh, you know what? I don't care if I go number one because I don't have any control over that. So whether I go one, two, three, four, five, what's the difference? You know what? I don't worry about things like that that I don't have any control over. Did you say that? No. When asked why he should be picked number one, he said, well, basically, it's my birthright. I feel like I'm just right for it right now. <clears throat> like I said, I feel like I'm born for this whole thing. So that's pretty much my answer right there. I was born for this. And while that may sound innocent enough, not in my world. In my world, that's a pompous attitude that says, I, I was, you know, I deserved it because I was born for it. You know, because my dad is my dad and my brother is my brother and they're in the NBA and it's my birthright. I, everything should be given to me. Everything's been given to me since I've been 12. I get to, you know, avoid high school. I get to go play in another country. Everything's been handed to me. His numbers aren't even any good. I, 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 you know, listen, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's not going to be any good. But it's not like he was scoring 30 points over New Zealand. I, you know, what separates him? Again, this is what I get frustrated when I watch these so-called experts with these drafts and everything, right? What separates LaBello Ball? He averaged about 15 points in New Zealand. All right, he's playing with older guys, but he's not playing with younger guys when he gets to the NBA. I'll, I'll tell you that. You know, you know, should he get better as the years progress? Sure, he's not a finished product. I get that, but none of these guys are. So t don't tell me again why this guy is going 17th or why this guy is going seventh 
or why this guy should be going, you know, second, third, or fourth. Tell me why. What what separates Lamelo's game from some of these other dudes that have at least played in college for a year, maybe two, and in some cases even three? You know, why should Lamelo go number one? What separates his game? And, and I have not heard anyone explain that. He's got this. He's got that. He's got that. But so do all the other guys that you're talking about. So what makes Lamelo so good? You know, and then you have that attitude. Well, I'm born for this. It's it, it just. I'm sure it was an innocent enough answer. But to me, it just comes across as he's a pompous ass. And, and then, you know, the father situation. And while I just got through saying, you know, I, I'm okay with LeVar, I am. But I'm okay with LeVar because he's 45, 50 years old. Uh, I'm not okay with a 17-year-old twerp saying that he deserves to be in the NBA, the number one overall pick because he was born for this. And I, I, I don't want to hear that. that. And that's the problem. That's the problem with the NBA. The perception from the fan is that the NBA player is a spoiled brat. And they just don't put up with that as fans. They, they, they just don't. And, and it's the, the anti-LeBron thing as well. I think people are sick and tired of LeBron James. I think that plays a big, big role in this as well. But it's it's that kind of attitude. It, it's James Harden turning down $50 million a year because he just doesn't like Houston. And now we're finding out because maybe because he doesn't like the owner's political views. Wow. <clears throat> That's tough to overcome. It really is. Bagels and Bad Beats on this uh, Wednesday morning, 844-843-6879. Open phones next segment right here. I don't want SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. From uh, Sean Payton, head coach of the uh, New Orleans Saints, talking about his quarterback situation, which we'll know more of uh, later today, trying to figure out who's going to be a quarterback. And, you know, it's not going to be Drew Brees, uh, that's for sure. So, I, you know, I'd be shocked uh, if it wasn't Jameis Winston doing it all the time. You might throw in a little bit uh, of, uh, you know, Taysom Hill. But it, it, this is Jameis's Winston show for the next uh, couple of weeks for sure. Did have a bunch of quarterback issues uh, around the NFL, including – uh, the uh, Denver Broncos, whose quarterback Drew Locke is probably not going to play this weekend, although that's not a definite, but uh, Four Letter Network is reporting that he has a pretty severe strain and bruising in his ribs, uh, but no fracture. Further testing revealed that he's okay from any kind of fracture, but at this point it doesn't look like he's going to play, but that's not a definite. And I bring that up in particular because the Broncos host our beloved Miami Dolphins. And I got to tell you, it is looking real solid if you're a Dolphin fan. I got to, the brakes are falling their way. It, it is a remarkable, you know. Uh, they probably had no business beating the uh, LA Rams a couple of weeks ago, uh, but the Rams uh, fell apart turnover after turnover after turnover. We got a defensive touchdown. Uh, Dolphins got a special teams touchdown as well. Those things just don't happen on an everyday basis. One, but generally not two. Uh, which is what they got. So they won that football game. 
Um, you know, they were able to beat the Arizona Cardinals out dueling uh, Kyler Murray, which is no easy task. Just ask the Buffalo Bills about that. <clears throat> you know, then they faced the uh, L.A. Chargers, which, you know, wasn't necessarily they weren't playing great football, but they they were moving the ball up and down the field and it is couldn't, you know, hold on to a lead. But they basically we got the worst of the Chargers, you know, whether it was all those close losses, I don't know. But we did not uh, by any stretch get the Chargers uh, a game. So the Dolphins were able to win that one. So. All, and now they play a Broncos team, which, you know, listen, the Broncos aren't great, but they did not go up the Patriots. Uh, they did beat the Chargers at home, especially in Denver. It's never, ever, ever easy going to Denver and winning a football game. And now the Dolphins may have to uh, play with one of their backup quarterbacks against Denver, whether it's uh, Broncos uh, QB Brett Rippin, maybe Jeff Driscoll. Uh, maybe got off of Blake Bortles. will come off the practice squad. Not that Drew Locke is anything great either, but... Uh, you know, he's probably better than those three. Although, you know, quite frankly, I probably prefer Blake Bortles if I'm a Broncos fan than I would Drew Locke. But, you know, the point is Locke has been practicing with this team for the most part. And Rippon, the little time we saw of him, he did beat the Jets, but it's Brett Rippon. He stinks. And, and Jeff Driscoll's awful. And Blake Bortles, well, there's a reason why Bortles is on the practice squad. So the Dolphin, you know, being able to beat Denver is really looking good. As a Dolphin fan, when you looked at this schedule four weeks ago and you saw Rams at Arizona, Chargers, and at Denver, you know, you wanted to go three and one. You probably would have signed up for two and two. Uh, you, you might even, not knowing what you would have really gotten out of Tua at that point, not seeing him play and not knowing what he would have done for this football team, help or hurt. You probably would have said, okay, I wouldn't be shocked if we if the Dolphins went one and three. But now they're in a position to go four and oh. You know, you don't want that three and one that you would have absolutely positively signed up for four weeks ago. I mean, you if you told the Dolphin fan you could go three and one in those four games without a no and still you got the Jets on the schedule and you got the Bungles still on the schedule. I mean, the Dolphin schedule is pretty darn easy. It really is. Knowing you still got a couple of patsies on your schedule, you would have signed up for that in a heartbeat, in an absolute heartbeat. So now they got a chance to go 4-0 because Drew Locke might not play. I tell you, it's real. I told you, I told you on Monday, Dolphins at 35 to 1 on FanDuel, not a bad bet. Now, I loved it a lot more two weeks ago when it was 100 to 1. But even at 35 to 1, with only Pittsburgh and really Kansas City. The only two teams, I'm not even going to throw Baltimore in there. They're a sinking ship right now. They may turn things around come playoff time, but that team's in a lot of trouble. You only really have two monsters in front of you. You get to the AFC title game, which is a big if. I get that. But if you can, then you can start to hedge a little bit with this Dolphin team. And and would it be so crazy, you know, for, for the Dolphin, maybe to complete the miracle? Uh, let's all buy in, hook the line and sinker with, with Tua. Maybe, maybe he's performing some magic. Now maybe there's something about this, uh, you know, two attacks guy that, that is lifting his team to higher expectations than ever before. But not it's, even at 35 to one, not as good obviously as 100 to one. But uh, there's a reason why that dropped to 35 to one. This Dolphin team's got a little karma going for itself right now. It's getting all the breaks that you need in order to make a serious run in the postseason. You don't get those breaks all the time. You know, you don't get the easy schedule like the Dolphins and the AFC East has every single year. So they got to take advantage of it. And knowing that, uh, again, not that I'm afraid of Drew Locke as a Dolphin fan, but you know what? He, he's better than Driscoll, that's for sure. He's better than, uh, you know, Brett Rippon, that's for sure. I don't know if he's better than, uh, like I said, Blake Bortles. 
But if you're a Dolphin fan, you got to be pretty happy. I don't know what I'm missing here about um, Jimmy G. <clears throat> Someone's got to explain this to me. Because, again, Kyle Shanahan yesterday was asked about his quarterback situation. And the fact that Jimmy G is no longer guaranteed any more money is like it's opening up this Pandora's box to having the Niners get rid of him. I mean, this is the same Niners team that went to the Super Bowl with this guy last year. This is the same guy that, that's really only played, if you think about it, two seasons. I mean, that's it. Uh, two years ago, he blew out his knee in game, what was it, three or four of the, of the season, whatever it was, <clears throat> and, and didn't play. You know, the year before that, you no, know, he was traded, so he didn't play a full year. I mean, he's basically only played last year and, and this year, and even this year, he's been hurt all the time. Um, so I, I don't know why the Niner fan slash reporter is so quick to be willing to write off Jimmy G knowing that you don't have a backup. Nick Mullins sucks, right? So what am I missing? Well, why is Kyle Shanahan still taking these type of questions? You know, when someone asks him about his quarterback situation or Jimmy Garoppolo in particular, I don't know why he doesn't pull a Bill Belichick and say, he's under contract for two more years. So, you know, he took us to the Super Bowl last year. What are you talking about? How many teams have a quarterback that takes them to the Super Bowl and gets rid of that quarterback the next year? I mean, you can count on one hand. There have been some. You know, Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl and decided that, uh, you know, their guy wasn't good enough, Trent Dilfer. You know, the Dolphins with David Woodley a few years back went to the Super Bowl and decided to draft Dan Marino. <clears throat> so, it, I mean, it does happen, but he's not making a lot of money. You know, about $25 million, which sounds crazy to say, but in today's NFL world, for a star quarterback, you're, you're looking at $30, $35, $40 million. You know, that, that's going to be the going rate. Now, I'm not going to put him in the top five category, you know, quarterbacks playing, but, you know, he's top 15. He's certainly in the top half. So you, you got him basically, I think, at a decent price. No, let's, let's, put, let's put it this way. Uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill's making $30 million. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Kirk stinking Cousins, never won a big game in his life, is making $30 million. The fact that you got Jimmy G at $20, 25000000 million, you know, again, in, in today's world, that's, that's a decent price. So yesterday he was asked again, Jimmy Garoppolo and his starting quarterback, you know, what's going to happen with him? And uh, Shanahan, to his fault, said, I expect Jimmy to be our starter next year. I expect him to come and play with us this year. Uh, we have six games left. We're not out of the playoffs yet. Uh, I've been on a team that was three and six into a bye week and blah, 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 made the, won the division. Uh, I think we got guys on this team that are capable of finishing this the right way. We've got to do it one game at a time, and I hope Jimmy can be a part of that. Uh, but to think that we made any decisions on anybody going into the future isn't the case. Jimmy's won a lot of games for us. It's a lot harder to win games when he's not here, just hoping we can get him back. And, and boy, I'll tell you what, you said a mouthful there, Coach. You know, the 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo as the starting quarterback, 24-9. and nine. Starting quarterback since uh, he got there in 2017, the last, what was it, five weeks or so of the 2017 season, 24-9. You know what their record is without Garoppolo in the starting lineup? How about 5-23? and 5-23. and 23. They are 18 games under 500 without them and 16 games over 500 with them. All right. 
That's an over 35 game swing. And that's why I don't understand why Shanahan, you know, continues to get questions about Jimmy G's future with San Fran and why he continues to answer them. I mean, it's just like, what are you talking about? Well, we're 15 games over 500 with this guy. We're, we're 18 games under 500 with this guy. 33 games swing. Um, why would we even, and, he's, and we're not paying him a lot of money, you know, for all intents and purposes in our, in our world of the NFL. You know, we're paying him about $25 million. Why in the world would we ever run this guy out of town? Because we can, you know, we can do a lot of things. That doesn't mean we do them. You know, okay, we're not guaranteed him any more money. Okay, I get it. But you know what? Believe it or not, with, with the chefs and Pat Mahomes and that dopey contract he signed, you know, after three years, they're not guaranteeing him any more money either. But are they going to cut him? No, they're not. <clears throat> now, am I comparing Jimmy Garoppolo to, uh, to Pat Mahomes? No, but my point is, just because you don't have to pay him money, just because there's no more guarantee money in Garoppolo's contract doesn't mean you're going to run him out of town. Who's out there? You know, he would be the one guy, not Mitch Trubisky, not, um, not Dwayne Haskins, not, uh, certainly not Blake Bortles. He's been out there long enough, right? Not a practice squad. Not uh, Mason Rudolph, who played last year. Not Andy Dalton. Nobody wanted, uh, you know, Cam Newton. Uh, there's five guys right there that were let go or could be let go, and nobody would say, here's our starting, here's our team. Go ahead, take it. Knock yourself out. You're a starting quarterback. Not going to bring anybody else in. You're it. Trubisky, you're a new starting quarterback with the, with the so-and-sos. Uh, you know. Cam Newton, you're you our new starting quarterback. Uh, you know, no one's doing that. But they would do that with Jimmy Garoppolo. There would be a team that would say, all right, you know what? <clears throat> we'll take it. You got to, you know, teach how to stay healthy. But there would be a team that would give him the starting job and say, this is your team. So I, I just, I don't understand it. I, like I said, you know, I, I don't like head coaches to be curmudgeons, but why do they even consider Getting rid of this guy, I, I just doesn't make any sense to me at all. You know, 24-9 with him, 5-23 and 23 without him. Is he great? No. Is he? You know, he's a victim of the first five games that he was in San Fran <clears throat> when he was throwing the football all over the place, and he looked like he was going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's not that, but he's he's not a bad quarterback. And for $25 million, I would definitely take him. Absolutely. Bagels and Bad Beats close at hour number one next for football. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Question is up. NBA draft later on tonight. Who should Minnesota take with the number one overall pick? 
Uh, we put up uh, four answers, LaMelo slash Lamar Ball, because we all know, take uh, LaMelo, you're getting Lamar. It's a package deal. Anthony Edwards, they should trade the pick for a veteran, or who cares? Uh, early on, the response, winning out, who cares? <laughs> uh, nearly 49% of the vote. Again, it's only been up there a little while, but still, it, it's, it's uh, you know, two-to-one uh, margin there. Uh, 48% and change for who cares? Anthony Edwards at 19.5%. Trade the pick for a vet at 17%. And uh, lagging behind at 14 and change, uh, LaBello slash LeVar Ball. So go to uh, at opposite picks, O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, picks, uh, P-I-C-K-S, and get your vote in. And uh, we'll update that a couple of more times in an hour number two. But interesting that... Uh, you know, nobody cares. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Uh, I'm, maybe I'm not really surprised at that. A little disappointed in that. Yesterday, uh, as we always like to have a little recap here, our poll question was, who deserves to be fired more? Uh, Jets head coach Adam Gaze, as we left you yesterday morning, winning in a landslide. 77% of the vote. LSU head coach Ed Orgeron getting a 10%. Jacksonville head coach uh, Doug Marone getting a 4.5%. And other getting uh, just over 8% of the vote with, uh, you know, various number of players and coaches uh, being thrown in there, including Matt Nagy of the Bears, James Franklin of Penn State, a couple of James Franklins of Penn State. So uh, those were uh, the other, a couple of other votes anyway. But uh, that was our poll question for uh, yesterday. All right, then we got top of the hour. Biden will come back and we got a lot more NFL stuff to get to, uh, including Mike Tomlin making some news. Uh, we'll get back into the NBA draft. Then we got good news and bad news for Chicago Bears fans. And uh, Tom Brady in the news as well. All that's coming up right here on a Bagels and Bad Beats on these red SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360. 